It's Saturday morning. It's 10 o'clock. And this microphone sounds like I'm yelling. Some weird stuff going on in here lately. But I'll try to tem- temper it a bit. Hmm. Find the sweet spot. Anyway, this is the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. And as you can probably tell already, Adam made it in today. No traffic jams or anything like that. And we're happy that it's here and live as always. You know, we never miss. We won't let you down if you don't let us down the way I see it. So for all the regulars, thanks so much for always being there. And for the new people, if you are first-time listeners and you Either somebody told you about it or it just happened to be on your radio or whatever. Stick around for the whole hour because we will, absolutely will, make your day a little bit brighter, I think. Because learning is good and it feels good and you will learn something. Lots to talk about. As always, there is, there's never a dull moment these days, is there? It, It seems like some days, and this hit me this week, some days... You sort of wake up in the morning, you wonder, is this way bigger than all of us, and should I just give up? And then you wake up a little more and have a cup of coffee and say, hell no, I'm not going to give up. (laughs) You're going to go fight this until we fix it. And I know some people who felt that way this week for sure, but that's another story. So um, without further nonsense, um, in summary, it was kind of a blah week, but it was only blah if you look at the actual change in things. How we got there is quite a story, wouldn't you say? Yep. We suffered a big hit of triskaidekaphobia. What? Triskaidekaphobia this week hit massively. That's fear of the number 13, which was Tuesday. Okay. And I have all of a sudden gotten real wary of triskaidekaphobia. Bad day. If you say so. That's not what matters. What matters is what happened after. Yeah, it was kind of a wild week. Uh, all the, the three main indexes fell slightly after some huge up and down days, just really big swings. I mean, some of the bigger swings we've seen this year, I would say. The S&P was off uh, 21 points or 0.4%, but it ended the week above 5,000, which I thought was a little bit important. Um, the NASDAQ, as usual, was a bit more volatile and ended the week off 1.3%. The Dow, for the second week in a row, was almost flat. It lost just 44 points to end the week down 0.1%. So it wasn't wasn't a terrible week. It was okay. It's one of those one of those you've seen five four or five weeks in a row up one percent. This one was down generally less than one percent. And there was actually money to be made this week if you knew where to look in some unusual places yeah small and mid-cap stocks were both up this week with the russell 2000 gaining 1.2 percent the s&p 500 value index was up 0.9 percent the small cap value index was up 1.8 percent so if you were if you were diversified and especially diversified in the right places you might have not lost money or even made money this week made my day another interesting thing the uh, s&p equal weight index was up 0.7 percent we're talking about that as recently as last week yeah that hasn't happened in a while where the equal weight outperformed the the cap weighted index but it did by a pretty wide margin this week and Overall, I would say it was a very healthy week in the market because some of the overbought areas got sold and some of the oversold areas saw very strong buying. And that is, uh, that is what you want to see during a bull market. When you see more 
stocks headed towards their 52 weeks high highs rather than just the top 25 stocks in the market by cap weight headed towards 52 week highs that is very healthy trading um, for continuing a bull run the sector of the S&P with the biggest gains was energy at 2.7% followed by materials at 2.4 three other sectors were up over 1% including utilities healthcare and financials the biggest drag on the S&P was technology which is the largest sector hence the reason the, the index was down Despite a 2.4% increase in the price of oil, the commodities index was lower by 1%. Agricultural commodities dragged it down. They were down 2%. Natural gas managed to fall another 12.6%. I've officially declared it free. It's just about free. So if you have an empty tank somewhere, <laughs> That's what I get said. it filled. Can you got a storage facility? Have we got a deal for you? I might call them and have them... Uh, come and take out my tank and put in a huge tank, (laughs) fill it up. (laughs) Crazy. Gold was off slightly while silver posted a nice gain of 3.4%. International markets were up this week generally with China leading the way higher with a 2.4% gain. Hong Kong wasn't too far behind at 1.9. It's been a long time since I said China led the way higher. Spain was the only international market that I saw that was down, losing 1.2%. Every other European market was trading higher between uh, uh, somewhere around 1%, somewhere higher, somewhere lower, but in general, that's where they were. The all-world except U.S. index was up 0.85%, while the emerging markets index was up one26 Fixed income was generally down this week due to higher-than-expected inflation data driving interest rates up, or at least interest rate expectations up, because uh, the inflation data... There was a couple of CPI reports that came out, came out. Neither of them uh, beat expectations. In fact, they both came in uh, not significantly higher, but but a little higher. Uh, CPI was up 0.3% month over month. The expectation was 0.2, so really not too bad there. On a year-over-year basis, that was 3.1 versus 2.9, so hovering around that 3% mark. The Fed has said 2% is the goal, but realistically, uh, historically, 3% has been sort of the plug-in for inflation. Why it's now 2%, I have no idea. Well, you're seeing a shift, too, from the commodity-oriented hard good things. You're seeing services now uh, expanding a little more price-wise. I think it's just a natural thing that labor is starting to get a better return now as new contracts are negotiated and that kind of thing. So you, you can't keep spending going if you don't keep paying the people. This is true. Uh, core inflation, it was a little higher at 0.4% or 3.7% annualized. That number the Fed will definitely want to see come down. Um, almost all of the rise in inflation this month was due to rents, which inexplicably, and I, I mean that honestly, I, I have no idea why, they rose by 0.6% in January. It looks like an outlier or maybe even an error in the data because there was nothing in January that happened to cause such a dramatic move higher in rents. And rents have been clearly trending down and, and maybe flattening out on that downtrend, but not jumping 0.6%. It just doesn't really make any sense. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on next month with the CPI. If you see that bounce back down, you'll probably see a dramatic decrease in the in the CPI next month. And, and that would be a good news for the market. Yeah, overall... You know, things seem to be settling into place reasonably well. 
But I don't, I don't know it any more than anybody else if one of these things that's going on in the world will trigger anything. But they still got to get the oil price down. And even though we're producing at record levels, it just keeps going up. We could do a lot more. Well, it's not, I wouldn't say it keeps going up. It's been well, in lately. that 70, yeah, it's 80 been high, range. Right? But, yeah. but it, it hit right about 80 at the end of this week. And I just don't think it should be that high. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Van Wee Financial Hour. Welcome back to the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. And we do have a trivia question this week, as usual, brought to you by Ken Bales at First Coast Alarm. You can call Ken at 904-636-7888. We've been kind of hammering on this inflation thing, so I came up with a little inflation trivia this week. You know that one of the biggest problems that small business people are facing lately aside from the usual quality of labor, quantity of labor, all that, has been inflation because it's very hard to pass along all the costs increases that people are experiencing right now because it's been so rampant. So my question today, in a recent NFIB, that's the National Federation of Independent Businesses, they did a small business survey. What percent of small business owners cite inflation as their number one concern today. And I'm not going to give any hints except one. It's between zero and 100 because it's a percent. Very helpful. Did thank that you. help? Thank yeah. you. I, I like to make sure that I keep things real clear and easy. All right. I'm, and another reminder, lines are open, 904-222-8255. So if you want to take a shot at that answer or a comment on the passing scene, that's how you do it. All right. Yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention was PPI. That also came out Friday. It had uh, similar bad news. Um, PPI has been trending even lower than CPI. So to see uh, the headline number that was actually up um, versus down was a bit surprising. It was up 0.3% versus a 0.1% expectation. And then core was way worse. It was up 0.6 versus 0.1% expected. So um, seeing those two move in tandem, uh, which kind of freaked the market out, I understand that. Um, We've been looking for uh, that 2% target on CPI for a long time now, and it looked like it was right around the corner. So to see uh, these types of reports could be a major setback, and that pushes back potential rate cuts to the second half of this year, which I've been saying for Exactly. But but the market's expectation has been much sooner than that. It was March. Now I think it's May-ish. It may be May. (laughs) Ha-ha. But, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I still think uh, July is I think that's a more a, appropriate time. Well, it's elections coming up. So is it going to happen? Yes. I agree. Even if they can't justify it, it'll happen anyway. They'll justify it somehow. Yeah, they'll, well. They'll make it up. It's Fed speak. Yeah. They'll exactly. just say a bunch of word salad and say, what do you want on it? Russian dressing? <laughs> yeah, they, they'll figure it out. But it, there will be a rate cut this year, in my opinion, and it will be later rather than sooner. Well, if they wanted a little fuel for the fire, they got it in retail sales. They did. Um, it was worse than expected. It showed a 0.8% decline versus an expectation of just 0.2% decline. And four of the 13 sectors showed growth. So that means the others did not show growth. Yeah, one of them. If you're a restaurant owner right now, you're probably rolling in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They just continue to pump along, increasing, increasing, increasing. 
If our recent experiences in Atlantic Beach and Neptune Beach are any any indication, yeah, they're doing pretty well. On um, we went to the corner, uh, the the Neptune Beach Town Center. I think it was Friday or Saturday night. It was like six o'clock. You could barely get in anywhere. It really? was crazy. Yeah, and and it was reservations only, and wow. just not. It reminded me a little bit of being when I lived in South Florida, not not Jacksonville. Yeah, we. My, Sarah and I don't go to restaurants, but we had an, an opportunity to do so recently with the family and went to the Mexican place. I can say the name. It's our show, Cantina Louie yeah. in um, Neptune Beach, or in Atlantic Beach, I guess, Atlantic, on the yeah. other side of the street. And I got to say, I was pretty darn impressed. <laughs> That's one of our favorite places. We go there all the time. Um, but, yeah, they do a good job. And But there, you can always get in there, mostly but some of the nicer restaurants, the more expensive places, mm-hmm. are the opposite. You can never – it's re- reservation only. It, 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 every time someone says the economy is not doing well, I think about that. <laughs> exactly. It, it's just crazy. Well, and let's take it one step further on the market. Earnings season. Spectacular so far. Yeah, yeah, pretty Earning strong. Earnings per share beats 73%. Revenue beats 66%. Those are like 80% range for all-time – quarters reporting that's good stuff it really is and if the companies are making money the stock market can run yeah if they're not it can't plain and simple and you're seeing a lot of uh you're seeing a lot of headlines about layoffs and they're really constant well a lot of them are concentrated in the tech industry i think it just got to a point where they were overhiring because people were jumping so fast they needed to have warm bodies in the seats, and maybe that's not the case anymore. I think you're exactly right. But it's We're still in a state of flux. It's going to be a while yet before we really get over COVID. Yep. That's something that has never plagued an economy before when we're just required to shut it down and gradually ease back into it. And not just us, but the world. And the ones who did it anyway, which was most everybody. And we're still trying to find that pre-COVID median thing where everything's kind of working, which it was in 2019. It was working just great. It was, yeah. That that was that was unprecedented. And hopefully we learned our lesson. It'll never happen again, too. But the, uh, the, the world is still seeing shocks. And, and there's a lot of winners and losers uh, that have been determined by COVID. Clearly, China is a loser out yep. of this situation. Um, Thank goodness. I think the U.S. has been a big winner uh, in in that regard. We've seen uh, basically boom times since COVID. That brings me to a little discussion, something I read this week, and I don't understand it. European fund managers are increasing their American allocations. And Europe just broke out this week, too, which was interesting. The stock 600 uh, was, was way up. We had an occasion in the last couple of weeks in the office to look at some of these target date funds, and retirement date funds, that kind of thing. And we were explaining that in our experience, they have way too high allocation in um, foreign stocks. International. International. So I, I did another little sort of random survey of different companies, and I used the year 2040. So I figured 2040 is another... You know, enough years that people in your age bracket, that's that's one that they would select, 2040, 2045, something like that. So it's very common right now. And I looked at them. The 
the lowest allocation for international that I saw was 19, and the highest was over 30. Now, I don't think we have managed anybody's account with anywhere near 19, have we? No, my hard cap is 15. Yeah. Most of our people that I notice are between about 8 and 13, and that's up. Yeah. Because for a long time, we were more fearful of Europe than... Well, and part of that was just finding the fund that we use now. Yeah, that's true. A lot of it is. And this one's actively managed, so we're not making that uh, decision by ourselves. And he's so good. You don't mess with him. You can sell the fund if you want to, but I'm buying and have been for a long time because he is good. Anyway, I was thinking about those target date funds. Why are they so high in the internationals when... Even the international fund managers are moving to us. Well, it's not just the target dates. It's it's a lot of professional fund managers, and it's it has. To, I think it has to do with uh, modern portfolio theory and and diversifying risk. Maybe it, you're technically supposed to do it that way, mm-hmm. and so they do. But I think you're really hurting your returns when you do that. Or you well, if you look at the last ten years, that's pretty clear that you have been absolutely. But so, uh, you can't go off. I don't know. There there are a lot of people out there, a lot of you who are listening right now, some of you will have target date type funds, retirement date funds, pre-allocations as it were. And you should go in there and see what's actually in there. And you might find that you have what you would consider even an excessive exposure to international. If you do, you can do what we did with the one that was in the office. We just split about 40% of the fund off and put it in our domestic market, in the broad market. And now it's right down where it should be. That's if you want to overweight yourself in, in stocks. Yeah. But you could also split that off and, and, do, yeah. and buy a bond fund and an and a, a S&P 500 Yeah, fund. if you're talking about a typical size 401k account, runs between about eighty five and 115000 you don't have to get too carried away on diversification. But if you're looking at 200 and up, you got to – an opportunity there to do some real serious diversification. Yeah, and basically all you're doing is diluting that uh, that international exposure yeah. down by by manually instead of using the the fund which does it automatically. Yeah, I'm not telling you to sell it all and get out. I'm telling you to work around it and bring it into line with something that seems to be a little more common sense to us. Just an ob- observation that came out of the office. I always love it when something kind of unusual happens in our day jobs because if it's happening with one, it's happening with a lot of people. And we can bring it up to date and know that there are other people impacted. So that was just one for this week. A couple other little things before I get into any more detail on anything. Um, How about, who knows what the SALT deduction is? I think most people have kind of learned that. Well, they? since 2017, I think they have. Mm-hmm. They might not have known before that. Yeah, the state and local taxes deduction for people who itemize on their taxes, it was set, and in my opinion, egregiously set. One of the big mistakes that the that 2017 law, the Jobs and, and Tax Cut Act that Trump got through, one of the biggest mistakes in that thing, in my opinion, was... They they took that SALT deduction and they put a statutory limit on it. That means it doesn't get indexed to inflation. Ronald Reagan indexed the tax code back in the 80s. 
Congress carves out little pieces here and there that are not indexed. So the $10,000 limit has never been indexed. I'll tell you what happened this week after the break. We'll pay some bills. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Van Wee Financial Hour. Welcome back to the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. And a reminder for everybody, the lines are open, 904-222-8255, where you can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and or you can take a shot at our trivia question, which this week regards small business owners. What percentage of small business owners in a recent survey cited inflation as their number one problem? As usual, my trivia questions have a point, so if nobody gets it right toward the end of the show, I'll tell you what the point is along with the answer. All right, we did we have anything else on the market we needed to say this week? Probably not. Nah. Okay, what, um, where's it going? I don't know. This, this confusing economy is no less confusing than it's been over the last 15 months or so yeah. to me. Although one thing I did want to bring up, there are three European, well, there are three international companies, countries that are currently in recession. Germany is and has been for over a year. The UK just slipped into recession. And Japan, Japan's is bad enough that they are no longer the third largest economy in the world. They are down to four behind Germany, which is in recession. Huh. How about that? That's interesting. That is a little odd, isn't it? Yeah. Japan's been a bit of a mess for, what, 30 years now? And they're they're saying, well, this is going to... Uh, what ex- extend, I guess, our NERP policy, negative interest rate. I said, why? Because it works so well? Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really done a lot for you. Yeah. Uh, what is it, 25, 30 years? They have done nothing. You know, maybe part of the problem is that you have to actually charge money for money. Could it be? Could be. Because there's a lot of people, I could name a 100 and some that do business with us, who really like the concept of having their safer money pay them something instead of them paying to hold it. Yeah, the, the negative return concept is not something that investors typically shoot for. No, and even ZERP, which we tried for a long time, if it worked for the uh, pandemic, I think that would have been disproven. But when something doesn't work for a total of over two and a half decades, does extending it seem like a likely way to make it better? I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no on that one, too. But yeah. people don't learn, and I think that's uh, that's been proven pretty well by some of these high-tax states, yeah. which kind of leads me that's to the That's right next. back to where we were going. Here. Well, what I wanted to talk about was that we have a new resident in Florida. Yeah, that's part of it, too. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, this is one of the greatest stories of 2024. Who recently relocated from Washington State, and he said it wasn't about taxes. It was about going home to family. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Plausible. Um, yeah. So he is, I guess, from Miami. Um, so there, it's a. It seems like a okay cover story. It turns out it doesn't have to be the only reason that he had a pre-scheduled plan. As when you're a when you're in a publicly traded company and you're one of the important top figures, you have to notify. Um, I believe it's 
SEC before Probably. you do sales of stock. So they have to be pre-planned. You can't just go out any day and sell. There, there'll be windows sometimes that you can utilize. Yeah. Um, and by the way, this is not a new plan. This is an ongoing plan. The last part, last time he executed any of it was 2022 because of what happened in 2023. Then he moved it in 2024. He is now just picking up on what he was doing in yeah, the first Yeah, it was place. all pre-scheduled, but yeah. it was to sell $50 million of Amazon shares. If you haven't guessed, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. 50 million shares. Sorry, 50 million shares yeah. of Amazon. We're major bucks. By January 31st, 2025. So... Because of that pre-scheduled plan, he will save at least $610 million in taxes on this $8.7 billion sale. So by saving $610 million in taxes, that'll buy you, even in Miami, that'll buy you a, a pretty nice place. Apparently, he's got a pretty nice one. Yeah. Um, and the reason that the timing of that move, Washington introduced a 7% capital gains tax on sales of stocks or bonds of more than $250,000 in 2022. So you don't think that move had a little bit to do with taxes. I think you might be wrong. You know, there's a couple of, uh, actually not a couple, there's quite a few extra billions of dollars in cash in the Florida economy now that would have otherwise been in the Washington state economy. Yeah. Yeah, take careful aim, shoot. But that's what I mean. Politicians in particular, but people in general, they just don't learn from past mistakes. So high tax states double down on high taxes, apparently, and just keep getting worse. I'd rather have no damn billionaires than these damn billionaires. (laughs) Exactly. We can arrange that. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. New York, Chicago, Washington State, we're doing it every day. And who? Don't tell me Florida isn't a better place to live because you might not like Jeff Bezos. When he brings that kind of money into the economy, it'll guarantee you your taxes aren't going up. Yeah, for sure. It's I just I don't understand the thinking. Um, to me, it's like a it's like if you run a Fortune 500 company that's hemorrhaging employees and you keep blaming the employees for being disloyal, but not ever look at yourself and say, "What are we doing that's causing all these people to leave?" You know, and. And when I was talking about Ronald Reagan indexing the tax code before that, in the Jimmy Carter era, one of Carter's cabinet members said in response to, we were first learning back then about bracket creep. That's where just making more money with an unindexed tax bracket would bump you into the next tax bracket. So this guy said, okay, if you don't like your tax bracket, take a lower paying job. Yeah, it's I I understand huh? complaining about taxes, but paying taxes, income taxes, means you made more money. Exactly. So it's a catch twenty two. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, uh, extraordinaire Van Wees. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a little under the weather with the health, but the mind is strong and the will is strong. And guys, don't change. You're the best of the best. You and your staff. I'm going to take a shot at the trivia question. Do. If you'll be so kind. Yes. I'm going to be high, but I'm going to say 82%. All right. And if I win anything, you pass it on to somebody, okay? Okay, if well, I, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll try next week again, okay? Okay. Um, I'll give the answer. I, I'll hang up, and if you're listening, I'll give you the answer. Yeah, I'm going to turn it back on as soon as I hang up. Thank okay. you. I'll just Bye. I'll count to 10. Okay. Bye. Thanks Take for the care. call. Always good to hear from Phil.
Um, he was incorrect about the number, and he might have been a little bit incorrect about the size, but it's too high. So now we should have your attention. And think how much smaller the bracket is now, too, for the next people who want to try. Anyway, uh, the assault deduction that was limited, state and local taxes means things like your property taxes, city taxes, and state taxes, you know, on and on and on. And limiting that to people, to $10,000 for people in, um, say, California, Chicago, New York, it was a real blow to them on their tax returns, obviously. And there have been a lot of people fighting it, some Republican, some Democrat. just depends how many really wealthy people live in your district. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a bill introduced into Congress to improve the SALT deduction cap. And it was going to improve it by saying, okay, if you're a married couple filing jointly, instead of 10000 it'll go to 20000 Common sense, much people... That's called a marriage penalty when you don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't like marriage penalties. How many times in our adult lifetimes have we been told by Congress that we've eliminated the marriage penalty? And then they pop something like this in there. But that's not the only problem. It's still not indexed for inflation, even under this proposal. Now let's fast forward to about Wednesday. They turned it down. And I celebrated don't give me a half of a fix because you're not going to touch it again for 10 years. What, why are you – I'm surprised to hear you arguing in favor of assault deduction. Fundamental fairness. It's, But it's not. The it's goal a, of this. You're subsidizing high-tax states when you have a higher salt deduction. Um, the goal of this. And I think it was a, an altruistic goal, Trump and everybody who was on it. We want to teach these states that they have to lower taxes. Not one state listened to it. No. It they, didn't work. Like I just said, they doubled down on it. When something doesn't work, fix it. I. But increasing that deduction is not going to make them fix it? No. Nothing will make them fix it no, except losing true. all the people. And I don't think that's really fair either. You know, I'm, I'm not a big supporter of some things and your your first thought about what i believe in this thing is not really off base at all i just don't believe that this is equal treatment both because the it wasn't doubled for married filers but because it wasn't indexed and we at least have to bring it up to indexing otherwise you're paying taxes on inflation and whenever you get around to paying taxes on inflation i object Mm. I object when it's me. When it's someone in New York, I object a lot less. <laughs> yeah, see, that's not a very broad-minded and and uh, see, yeah, okay, hum- so be it. humanistic approach to things. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I only know one person, my sister-in-law, that got stuck with it, and I'm not saying it because of her, because she's fine, thank you very much. But I think treating people that way, you have to be a little more careful than that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get blowback on that one probably, but that's the way I feel, and I brought it up. I thought it was very interesting that they actually turned it down. Yeah, that is interesting. And I didn't get a reason either that they turned it down. So it, they didn't say what's because it didn't go far enough or because it wasn't indexed or something like that. 
I didn't read any of that, but I'll try to keep posted. And if I find out any new information, I'll let you know. Isn't that whole thing is going to go away in 2026? That's another right? problem. Yeah. And I'll tell you, after the break, I'm going to tell you what my take on that is, too, because it's very interesting. All right. Um, don't go anywhere. We promise you some good stuff. We're going to bring you some good stuff right after the break. This is the Van Wee Financial Hour. Welcome back to the Van Wee Financial Hour. I'm Steve Van Wee. And I'm Adam Van Wee. And we just have all kinds of stuff going on today. We have had a shot at the trivia already. What percentage of small business owners cite the um, inflation rate as their worst problem right now? And we know that 82% is too high. Lines are open 904-222-8255. So give us a call. Well, I bit off more than I could chew last week. I said I'm going to just try to sift through all the stupid stuff that goes on in a week and only come up with the worst, which I call the Hall of Fame dumbness, and I found it last week. Well, this week started out, and it wasn't even Wednesday when I realized that, sorry, I, I'm not good enough to filter out all this stuff, or you might be all left thinking everything's fine out there. So I'm backing off and saying the Hall of Fame is going to get a few few more entrants over the next few weeks. This one, the real, the leader, leader of the pack is Representative Barbara Lee from California. <laughs> Adam knows. Yeah. You can tell. Uh, Miss Lee is one of the, what, four or five people that are trying to fill the, the Senate seat of the late Dianne Feinstein. And they had a little debate the other day. And she came up with a fix for everything that's wrong with the world. I, it's brilliant. As you it is expect. absolutely. Who would have thought of it? Yeah. Now, I, I want you people out there who don't know where I'm going with this. I want you to think. She's standing there in a row with other people. And when she says this, not one of them laughed. This is unfathomable that none of them laughed. Her fix for what's wrong. So we're going to raise the minimum wage. Yeah, typical progressive idea, right? Only this time, we're not messing around. We're going to $50 an hour. Why not 100 No one even thought to ask her that. Yeah. But I would have been on the floor belly laughing. It is so ridiculous. Remember, over the last month or so, someone was complaining about the Big Mac meal that cost $18 mm-hmm. in New York and New Jersey. Well, if they did this, of course they won't, but if they did, a regular, not supersized Big Mac deal meal would cost between $25 and $33 after tax, I might add. Therefore, no one who worked there could possibly afford it. Um, is it me? I don't think so. I really don't think so. But in case you didn't think she had any real contenders, it's just a few highlights of the week. Major credit card companies have gone back on their word from last year, and they're now implementing a little code. That code means this was a purchase of a gun or supplies for a gun. They will be able to track all purchases of weapons and ammunition and so on now. And you have already seen there is no reluctance among banks and credit card companies Except Apple. I will give them credit where it's due. They're very hard to get personal information out of. But there is no reluctance on these other people, which means your federal government 
will be able to pick you out of a crowd by the transactions on your credit cards. What an idea. Then, on Tuesday, the Senior Citizens League, whoever they are, I should know because I'm certainly qualified, but I don't know. They estimated the 2025 Social Security cost of living increase. Yeah, I saw that. Next Monday, this Monday coming up, I'm getting my second Social Security payment under the new rate that just went went into effect a month ago. Why are you estimating something for next year when the numbers are based on what happens at the end of September 30th this year? What, you trying to make old people worry? Yeah, they weren't very good either, the estimates. What was it, 1.7? 1.75. Okay. Yeah. So the, now you've got every elder person in the country worried about what's going on. Unbelievable. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Uh, nothing's too good. My girlfriend, who's been battling stomach cancer for the last close to five years now, putting up a hell of a fight, but mm. some days are good, some days not so good. Yeah, so it's a terrible uh, way. At, at Toby Keith, same thing. He yeah, lost exactly. his fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I started with that, except that you look for things to take your mind off of things once in a while. Sure. Isn't that the truth? Hopefully we yeah, and your, help with your that. Your good show is one of them. Thank you. Uh, anyhow, uh, just very quickly, uh, I just listened to what you were talking about and reminded me how we've reached a point in this country where certain words now, they troll words like bass, sporting goods, mm-hmm. and things like that. Cabela's. Yeah, yeah, to label someone as a possible threat to the country. Unbelievable. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's very difficult to understand for those of us who've been around a while anyway. Well, I must be Absolutely. a pretty major threat then because I like to fish and yeah. hunt and do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then very lastly, and, and I know this is a financial show, but speaking of finances, uh, what that judge in New York did to the former president uh, yesterday yeah. Again, that was reprehensible. But. That's going to be appealed, and I, oh, yeah. I, I, I just can't imagine it no. not. I can't imagine it standing, and and I can't imagine it him not getting a slap on the wrist for handing out such an egregious, ridiculous penalty as well. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up unless somebody else did, but I've been thinking about how I feel about the whole thing, and it happened that this was the week that Navalny in uh, yeah. Russia died. Uh, so tragedy. Uh, Our White House comes out and it says Vladimir Putin is absolutely responsible for Navalny's death. And I look at it and say, hey, Joey, you want to see a dictator who's responsible for trying to take out all their political opponents? Look Mm -hmm. in a mirror. They act exactly the same and that's all I'm going to yes, say. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. I also think that verdict coming down is going to do nothing but strengthen his support. I may vote twice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. So. I hear you. Anyhow, um, very quick shot at the trivia. Yeah. Uh, this is a semi-educated guess because okay. I do get Forbes magazine, uh-huh. and there's a Forbes advisory section, and I think I read 
Somewhere around 36%. Actually, you're still a little high based on the numbers that I got from the NFIB. And that was the way I presented it. But you see what's happening here. The point is this is falling. Yep. And also, exactly. I, I will say this is a monthly survey, so you might just be one month off on those right. numbers. That's Mike. true, too. So that's, that could be the difference. Yep. Could be. Okay. Jeff. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And good Absolutely. luck with your, great. Good luck with you your so girlfriend. Much for that. And uh, love the show. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. You too. Right. Yeah. It's a, an absolutely terrible thing, a cancer like that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, then we had, of course, the, the the Washington State putting the tax on the capital gains thing. That that gets at least honorable mention. And then the SALT thing at least got honorable mention. With the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, I think the way this is going to come down, you know, everybody knows that it's going to expire at the end of 2025 and all the tax rates are scheduled to go back up. But that will lift that salt cap limit it will disappear because that was brought to you in there i think they're going to make some technical corrections and extensions to tcja to keep the salt limit while we pay more taxes that is the single most pessimistic view i could possibly take on this thing and i think congress is worthy of it Uh, i don't think if uh, Biden wins re-election, they would do that because that penalizes people in high-tax states, which happen to vote for him. So that would be a potential. I, I don't think that. Well, this, I, I can't see that happening. I can't. They should be. They should be climate. putting bills on the table right now, every single day, to change that. Good morning, caller. Good morning, gentlemen. Sorry to call in so late. I was traveling to work. And, nope. Uh, I thought I'd take a fish sure. shot at the trivia question. Sure. And in honor of Sandy Koufax, I'll go with 32%. <laughs> yeah, still a little high. Oh, bummer. Remember, this is increasingly good news. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hey, can I can I throw something out real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, found the second best way to invest my money, uh, other than being with the Van Wees. <laughs> uh, this is the number two option. I joined Jim Cramer's uh, club. Oh, good. And, and you do yeah, a 180? Yeah, yeah. And uh, all I do is fade his all his trades, and I'm making money hand over fist. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> you know, you follow Pelosi, and you do a 180 with uh, Cramer, and you got to be a billionaire before too long. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I, I got my eye on that uh, 1964 veteran. I should be able to buy that by July. Well, I would luck. hope so. We, we hope it works out yeah. for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I love it. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Great show. Thanks. Talk to you soon. They should be, that should be a thematic ETF. The, uh, yeah. The, the follow 